You're listening to a UCD Humanities Institute podcast. This podcast series features recordings of lectures, seminars and events hosted by or associated with the University College Dublin Humanities Institute. Our podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify and on SoundCloud. For more information and to listen to hundreds of podcasts, go to ucd.ie forward slash humanities. In this episode, a recording from the third webinar organised as part of Framing Ageing, a clinical, cultural and social dialogue. The webinar consisted of parts one and two of panel five, Methodologies. The third speaker was Professor David G. Tryansky from the City University of New York, who presented on JOR's Wrinkles of the City Project, representing Global Old Age 2008 to 2015. So first, let me um, let me thank um, Anne uh, uh, because she actually uh, got me to do this. Uh, uh, I'm a historian. I work mostly on 18th and 19th century France. And when I had an email exchange with her about what I was going to do, I proposed something uh, from a project on uh, aging and retirement in the first half of the 19th century. Uh, and uh, I also said I had just been to this exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. Uh, with a whole room of photos of older people from around the world. Um, and Anne said, do that. <laughs> so, um, so I did. And um, uh, it's not my area of expertise, um, but uh, I have spent a lot of time um, uh, focusing on uh, images of, of the aged in other times and other places. Um, and every so often it's good to check in on the present. So that gave me the chance to do that. Thanks also to Julia. One, she uh, reminded me of the exchange I had with Rutledge over my last book cover, um, where they were using a stock image of an older person. And uh, I rejected a whole bunch of them and had to go with something that still I'm, I'm not so happy with, but it, it's sort of the stereotype that she was talking about. And uh, I think uh, there are ways in which what she said about stereotype uh, in uh, stereotypical images um, and photographs of old people, um, it's something that uh, connects to my topic because that lies at the background uh, of all of this. So let, let me just say that um, I stumbled upon um, uh, Gier's project, or JR in English, uh, Wrinkles of the City, uh, in a retrospective exhibition the Brooklyn Museum, which opened in October of 2019. Um, and uh, those who are familiar with, uh, uh, with JR generally know him from the 2017 uh, film in which he collaborated with Agnes Varda, uh, Visage Village, uh, or Faces Places. Um, and um, I'm reminded of the fact that one of the themes running through that film uh, was the juxtaposition of his youth and her age, uh, uh, crossing uh, uh, generations, but also crossing gender and crossing um, uh, uh, ethnic community and, uh, uh, and so on. But what they did in the film was to travel around France, uh, photographing ordinary people and pasting larger-than-life portraits on the walls of their towns or workplaces. Um, the public in the Paris region may recall JR as the photographer from the working class immigrant banlieue who pasted portraits of people from his neighborhood 
on the walls of central Paris. Um, and they're very much crossing a kind of racial divide as well as a class divide. Now, he's undertaken a project uh, on Israelis and Palestinians, a project on the US-Mexican border, uh, a series of portraits of impoverished women around the world called Women Are Heroes, a series of portraits of New Yorkers currently uh, up at the Brooklyn Museum, and a number of projects in which he's asked ordinary people uh, to become photographers themselves. And in all these projects, he's produced work that forces the viewer to confront people who are often overlooked. Along with the large pasted portraits, he's created books, documentary films, and audio files in which his subjects speak for themselves. And for our purposes, uh, uh, Wrinkles of the City, uh, we have all of these things, uh, the, the, the photographs, um, uh, the books, the films, uh, uh, and so on. Um, and um, his work forces an examination of aged faces and the identities they represent in multiple cities around the world. And I was originally going to uh, show these examples later on, but I'm going to go right to them, um, where these are a few examples of uh, these images. So um, selected almost at random. So here's one from um, Havana. Uh, this is a married couple, uh, Rafael Lorenzo, Belo, uh, age 90, uh, Obdulia Manzano, or Otulia, age 82. Uh, and in the book version of Wrinkles of the City Havana, you see the original portrait, you see uh, a little text where he's the one speaking, and then you see the result of the pasting of the images on um, these walls. Um, he talks about his life as a musician. Um, he also mentioned she's basically relegated to uh, the domestic sphere uh, in terms of uh, her children and their children. Uh, here in the Los Angeles project, uh, we have uh, uh, Carl Verden, um, uh, a young guy, only 63, uh, a carpenter. And in the text that accompanies the photo, he says, my wrinkles represent time spent working for my family. They also represent aging. I remember looking down at my own wrinkled hands one day and thinking, those are my dad's hands. I'm becoming my dad. That's when I realized I was getting older. Uh, or in the uh, project in Shanghai, uh, uh, this is Wu Zhengzhu, uh, born in 1939. Um, and um, she recalls, or she talks about, it's not clear what she recalls, but she talks about the Japanese bombing uh, in World War II. Um, she was born in 39. The family fled Shanghai when she was three uh, and came back when she was seven. Um, and she speaks about uh, her schooling, her family, her experience as a factory worker, um, and problems associated with the Cultural Revolution. Um, some of the memories are hers, some are things she's been told. Um, but she reflects on change over time. So here are three others I wanted to show, selected almost at, uh, at random. We've got the, uh, this image of an, an older person's hand on a building in Los Angeles. Um, we've got this eye, uh, and I figured out this was drawn from a photograph of um, uh, a woman in Havana named uh, Nidia Rojas, uh, also born in 1939, and she 
talks about uh, having gone from a provincial city to Havana in 1959. Um, and uh, she speaks uh, essentially of family life and food, but her eye is there pasted above an area where kids are playing football. Um, and then uh, I've got another image of um, uh, a little more of the face uh, from the project in um, Berlin. What we've got here is um, JR talking about how it was so important that he was close to his grandmothers, uh, but he wants us to understand that their faces, the, the faces of these old people represent not just their own personal and familial experience, but uh, a time, a place, and a history. Uh, as in some of his other projects, most notably work produced in a public housing project undergoing demolition, he uses his characters to mark a moment of dramatic change in the urban landscape. His aged characters have a sense of past and present at a critical moment. So in the portraits, the films, and the books, we confront individuals who are witnessing the world being transformed around them. And he speaks of the walls themselves as having wrinkles. Uh, here he speaks of his grandmothers born in 1915 and 1923. I quote, they were telling me about their childhood spent on two different continents, their husband who had been chosen for them by their parents. One spoke to me of decolonization, which had transformed her country. The other of the war, which obliged her to run away alone with her son. One mentioned her choice to work when women were supposed to stay at home. The other of her difficulty to learn French. Um, but even those grandmothers representing the private or personal side of the question of aging permit him to connect private history to public ones. And the second quote, with them I crossed the 20th century. I shared their secrets. I was in touch with sexism, racism, fear, stupidity, war, difference, submission, revolt, success, exile, failure, sadness, and joy. And I wanted to continue traveling to the past. So too in depicting older people he had just encountered and whose portraits he was pasting on city walls, he says, I wanted to confront the facades with the people, the collective history um, with the individual's narrative. So the exhibition catalog describes the, um, the project as follows. I, I'm gonna paraphrase. Um, that in 2008, while he was working on uh, Women Are Heroes, he began this project. I mean, I noticed that in some of the images of, uh, of poor women around the world, he, he was drawn to images of older women, not exclusively. Uh, and he made this shift and decided, okay, let's start this other project about older people around the world. And he engaged the community to uh, work on this, to identify individuals, to uh, use their labor in effect to paste these larger than life portraits in their neighborhoods. And he tried to um, uh, display uh, what he referred to uh, as the oldest inhabitants of, of uh, the place. It begins in Cartagena, Spain. And for him, this is important because this is the last city defending against Franco in the Spanish Civil War. And so that it allows a connection between this long-term memory and a certain kind of understanding of Spanish history in the 20th century. Um, he goes then from Cartagena to uh, Shanghai and Havana and Berlin and Istanbul and Los Angeles um, to explore the lives of inhabitants who had, uh, like his grandmothers, lived across uh, a, a very, very uh, 
uh, a period of very, very dramatic change, uh, whether cultural, social, economic, political, etc. Um, and as uh, the catalog puts it, the resulting series not only reflects on change in memory, modernization and globalization, but also um, changes cultural perceptions of the elders celebrating their aging appearance as beautiful at a monumental scale. So we can view the images as stills on the wall, uh, but they're visible to a larger public, either as illustrations in books or as moving images in videos posted to the internet. This, is actually, this isn't the old people, obviously, but this is the project Portrait of a Generation, where in Paris, he's showing a resident of the suburbs and sort of uh, uh, forcing the Parisian public to understand uh, who they're sharing uh, the Paris region with. Uh, you can easily find this. Uh, you can, uh, the uh, URL is there, but all, if all you do is Google JR Wrinkles of the City, that will take you uh, right here. And there are these projects, they're, they're, uh, the videos are available. Um, you can order the books if you like, in those cases where they produced books. But we have Istanbul, Berlin, um, Havana, you click on it, uh, you get um, JR himself, uh, you get these um, collaborations. He had worked with a Cuban American artist, um, Jose Parla, um, who did all these squiggles that went along with the, uh, the portraits. And um, a few other examples um, here. So let me uh, hold it there for a second and say, um, the projects uh, provide a long-term background with accompanying essays that cover very long periods of time. I already mentioned the Cartagena project with this memory of the Spanish Civil War. Um, the oldest subjects could have remembered the events themselves, and they certainly would have grown up with stories of that resistance. Similarly, the Istanbul project anchored itself in memories of the founding of the Turkish Republic in the 1920s and in nostalgic thoughts about different ethnic and religious communities. And here, there may have been a nostalgia that JR had and a nostalgia that his subjects had. Um, yet few would remember the early days of that republic, and the elders themselves speak of their everyday lives um, uh, in their families, or as uh, artists or as keepers of birds, just to pick some examples. The Berlin Project certainly builds on recent memories of the end of the Cold War, but JR's introduction insists on the longer term history of the city with special mention of the Nazi period. Um, David, if we could close up now shortly. Yep. Even the Los Angeles project, focusing on the careers of people in the film industry, tries to root itself in a longer-term background of American natural and cultural history. Perhaps the Havana project best links the elders' own memories to a historical, in this case, revolutionary background that passed weighs heavily on the lives represented in a project and book produced, as I say, in collaboration with Jose Parla. Um, accounts by individual subjects often evoke the revolution. Their portraits take on the importance of revolutionary image, images of Fidel or Che, but they also recount family histories, working lives, music, and food. The reach of the revolution and the impacts of Soviet support and collapse, as well as the American embargo, are not far from the surface. As a way of offering an even longer historical context, the book includes a chronology that actually begins in 1492. 
the chronology for the Shanghai volume begins in the 1840s, and that for the Los Angeles volume begins in 1602. Um, how should we contextualize the project? We should consider the ways in which old people have been represented in the arts. Often they've been stand-ins for moral qualities, sometimes representing the decrepit body as distinct from the more youthful soul, sometimes being tied to a desire to hold on to life, a representation of greed and vanity, and sometimes embodying wisdom. In this project, we're invited to recognize the wisdom of old age and the beauty of their wrinkled face in the midst of large-scale uh, social and economic forces that threaten their world. Uh, and as happened in some of JR's Banyu images, the faces were pasted on walls that were soon to be demolished. For a time, at least, the aged loom over the everyday, an aged eye overseeing the soccer game I showed a moment ago, or a wrinkled face representing a decrepit neighborhood that itself is being encroached upon by construction. Thus, the public sees them, but they also um, have uh, the sense of being watched over by the aged residents of the neighborhood. Um, uh, I just want to make a couple of comments. JR is incredibly entrepreneurial, and one of the things he produced in association with this project was a book for young readers, in which he used some of the same photos and shorter versions of the autobiographical accounts that appear uh, in the um, books, uh, the larger books. Um, so in a way, what you've got is an attempt to bridge generational difference. Um, now, there's a danger, of course, in thinking in terms of a uniform way of aging. Um, and we might be tempted to think that while there are these individual differences, somehow they all look alike. And it gets me back to what Julia was talking about, about stereotypical images of the aged, and you sort of plop them down in one city or another. But I think there is this tension in JR's project. You can go from one city to another, focus on wrinkles, overlook differences, or we can view them as speaking from a very different and precise historical, geographic, and personal contexts. We had to recognize also that his elders are overwhelmingly working class, each story of the 20th century is different. Each neighborhood seems to be experiencing its own form of social life, neglect, or gentrification, but all permit an appreciation of non-elite bodily aging, often an active and assertive old age, sometimes a nostalgic or resigned one, and all place great emphasis on the role of memory, its simultan uh, simultaneously private and public nature. Final word. Writing this piece in time of COVID-19, I'm very aware of the indoors and the outdoors. And I'm struck by the importance of the outdoors uh, for JR's aged subjects. We do glimpse some interiors, but the emphasis on the aged out of doors, their portraits pasted on exterior walls. The ep epidemic struck during the Brooklyn exhibition. So I never made the third visit I had planned. Nonetheless, we can read the books and consume the videos at home knowing that the pasted images themselves will not last as the walls behind them and even entire neighborhoods disappear. And we may think of the subjects themselves with their long historical memories reaching their own ends. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Framing Aging. For more information on the project and to access podcasts and videos from our events, check out the project website at framingaging.ecd.ie.